Hey there, welcome to The Bridge. This podcast is brought to you by the SOI Foundation. We're known as the organization that takes youth from around the world on life-changing expeditions to the polar regions and places in between. But expeditions are only the tip of the iceberg, pun intended. The great thing about our programming, whether we're at the polls or online, or even on this podcast, is that we bring people together, youth, elders, artists, educators, and industry leaders, to learn from one another and have great conversations. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of SOI's The Bridge podcast. I'm Elise Puller, a 2016 Students on Ice Arctic alum and the SOI Alumni Program Coordinator. Today, I'm your host for the episode. Joining me in discussion today, we have Heidi Lucas and Veronica Flowers. These two Students on Ice alumni just got back from a week-long experience at Emerging Leaders, And that was a program within the Arctic Frontiers Conference. Emerging Leaders is an early career and mentoring program in the Arctic for young professionals. And this program brings together leaders, mentors, uh, Indigenous community members, businesses, and policy representatives to share in experiences about the Arctic over a week-long journey through Northern Norway. Along this trip, the participants Uh, met with various mentors in different sectors, engaged in discussions and workshops on subjects like the UN Ocean Decade, renewable energy, Arctic security, development of business and technology in the Arctic as well. The program ended with a two-day attendance of Arctic Frontiers in Tromsø, where participants were able to engage in high-level dialects with a variety of different people attending. So welcome, Heidi and Veronica. Uh, I'd love for you to introduce yourselves so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit before we dive into some questions about this amazing experience. Heidi, would you like to start? Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Heidi Lucas, and I'm an urban Inuk from Smith Falls, currently living in Ottawa, Ontario. I was a part of the 2019 Arctic Expedition with Students on Ice, and right now I'm completing my bachelor's in government at Harvard College and working for the Aboriginal Sports Circle as a program assistant. Heidi, great to have you in this space. Thanks for joining us. And Veronica. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Veronica Flowers and I'm from Hopedale, Nunatsiavut. And I am a student on ice alum from the Arctic 2017 expedition. I'm currently a master's student at Memorial University in Newfoundland. And I, so I work seasonally with Parks Canada in the Torangats. Awesome, Veronica. Great to have you here as well. Uh, So in today's episode, we'll be exploring key takeaways from this international conference that you were able to attend. And we'll take some time to reflect together on the role that young professionals can play in these uh, transformative decision-making spaces. So to start off, I um, heard that you set some intentions and goals at the beginning of this conference. experience. And I'd love to hear um, what happened with those goals and intentions, what you kind of went into the conference hoping to get out of it, and if those things really did happen there, um, or maybe how your goals around the conference changed. Um, Yeah, I can go first. Um, So I guess most of my goals were met. Um, 
most of my goals were mainly around connecting with other young people, um, sharing stories, sharing knowledge, and just, just yeah, building those networks um, with other young people in my program. Um, and another goal of mine that I didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to do before, before attending the program was being on the panel dis- discussion with the other Indigenous um, women from Canada. Um, so that was a new, I guess, a new goal of mine that I that I did. And I was super happy that I took part in. Yeah. And how did that panel discussion go? It was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was, it was, um, what's the word? It was really relaxing. <laughs> More, It was like, you know, it wasn't too, um, yeah, it wasn't too intimidating or anything. It was, it was just nice. And for our listeners, what was the panel discussion on? Oh, um, the panel discussion, there were four um, of us Indigenous women from Canada and it was on um, how youth can play an important role in Arctic communities, in resilient Arctic communities and our experience with that and yeah our perspectives on that. Amazing yeah and Heidi what did you go into the conference hoping to accomplish or learn or explore and were you able to accomplish that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, As Veronica said, and you said, we set multiple different intentions and goals um, to reflect upon throughout the week. Uh, I had a couple. Firstly, um, I think it was really important for me to come to this space with an open mind and to create new connections with people from all over the world, both within professional and personal capacities. And I definitely was able to do that especially with the Emerging Leaders Program. It was uh, quite intensive and and personal. And I was able to have a lot of um, just conversations, short conversations with people within different uh, expertise. And then going into the conference, being able to uh, kind of branch out into different topics that I was interested in. I think also like Veronica, um, being able, being a part of that panel, Uh, and being able to kind of increase my confidence with speaking engagements, networking, all of those aspects, I was definitely able to, um, yeah, just improve those. Amazing. I'm so glad to hear that, uh, yeah, you were able to accomplish those things and and explore some areas uh, that were, yeah, potentially a good challenge. Yeah, I would love to hear uh, about some challenging moments that you potentially had at the conference uh, or within the Emerging Leaders Program and what made some of those moments challenging for you? For sure. I think one of the things that was initially challenging is just going into this space as an individual and kind of, at least for me, being kind of intimidated by the different people that were being brought into this Emerging Leaders Program. We're a part of a group with like PhD research candidates of master's students of people already quite developed within their professional careers. So to come in as me, uh, someone working on her bachelor's from a small town, it was a bit um, a bit of a challenge for me to go up and introduce myself to these people. I think quickly as, as we start to get to know people through introductory uh, presentations, it was kind of that air 
was it became a lot more intimate and informal and more friendly. So that was one thing that was challenging that I was able to overcome through that kind of interpersonal connection. I think also just having a very busy, busy, intense schedule, integrating self-care routines was quite difficult and something that I had to learn and improve on every day. Uh, we did do a bit of self-care as a team, and that was a, a great um, experience for me just to take some time out of the day to, say, do journaling or reflect. Um, but that was another challenge. Yeah, that's huge. And I know the uh, concept of imposter syndrome came up a little bit while we were talking to the other young professionals at the conference, this idea that uh, you're in a space, like feeling feelings of intimidation potentially and not questioning whether you belong in that space or not. And I know that's a concept that's common for young professionals and emerging leaders in this case, trying to break into uh, some tighter circles of high-level participants and delegates. So Veronica, I'd love if you could expand on if you felt imposter syndrome, if the last kind of little chunk that I was describing resonates with you. Yeah, um, I guess similar to what Heidi said, um, I guess, yeah, there were a lot of people there, like, you know, who are working on their PhD or master's and all that. So like me and Heidi were the two youngest people, I believe. So I guess that was a little bit of a challenge from the start. But like she said, like once we got to know everyone, it was it was pretty easy. It's pretty easy going. But yeah, just knowing that everyone else is so much older and have so much more pro professional experience, I guess that was a challenge from the beginning. Um, and also being being like one of the only Canadians and especially Indigenous Canadians. Um, I guess that was a like a, a challenge like it was hard to it was sometimes hard to like find um, like who you can connect with like um, I don't know like on a cultural level in the program like there were some differences there um, but yeah it was it was good that Heidi and I went together I think like both of us being in from Canada I think that was was really good. How were you able to overcome those feelings and did kind of like what Heidi said self-care play a role in being able to branch into these new spaces yeah um yeah I think our our talk about self-care was was um really helpful um for me like like the days were really long um <laughs> and for me like I would always make sure <laughs> that I got enough sleep I feel like that was our joke <laughs> the whole trip that all I did was <laughs> sleep but yeah I I feel like getting enough sleep was really important for me and when we were done at the end of the day like just to go rest and like just reflect on the day and yeah I'm glad you were able to find even small chunks of time in our busy schedule to uh, reset and kind of ask yourself what you need and then give yourself that if you can uh, I think that's really important in these activist uh, leadership spaces to step back and, and yeah take care of ourselves in the moment not just before or afterwards because we want to be able to do this for a long time there's a lot of work good work to be done <laughs> uh, on the opposite side of things uh, from challenges I would love to hear about 
any kind of powerful learning moments you had, aha moments, those times when ideas are sparked or connections are made? I think coming to this platform, there's a lot of different sectors or components when it comes to Arctic issues and Arctic policies. Before we went into this program, we were able to read some of the bios and backgrounds of the people that we would be spending this time with. And just from that initial perspective, I was kind of curious as to how some of these backgrounds would integrate into Arctic issues. Some of them were from KSAT, which was the uh, satellite service in Norway. Some were from the Norwegian Space Agency and that topic of satellites and space exploration, I didn't know too much about, and I didn't know how it could be integrated within the Arctic space. But as the time went on, as as, as different presentations uh, were held and I was able to kind of communicate with these people, it kind of enlightened me as to why certain sectors of technology are quite critical to development of the Arctic and solving Arctic issues. Yeah, and did anything surprise you um, within that world of discovering all these connections to Arctic issues that uh, didn't maybe make sense before? Yeah, one thing that I think did surprise me was, I guess, how everyone works with a common ideology of Arctic issues are quite important and pressing, and we need to work uh, actively towards solutions, regardless of certain, especially now, geopolitical issues. Um, talking to these researchers who have had their, their projects paused due to conflict or certain policies, it, it surprised me at kind of the separation between science and policy and how those can interact and interfere with progress within both aspects. Yeah, that's a really interesting point that the issues that came up or these interactions that were interdisciplinary, I guess, at the conference showed how interconnected we are, not just as individuals or communities, but between sectors. Um, yeah, very interesting. Okay. Um, Veronica, I'd love to hear through this experience and everything that was learned, what you feel like you want to change moving forward, either personally within yourself and your day-to-day -day life or something big picture, visionary that you'd like to change in the Arctic moving forward. Um, well, I feel like that's a big question, but um, yeah, I... I guess for me personally, I kind of, I feel like this program was a good opportunity for me to really step out of my comfort zone um, and meet new people and connect, make new connections um, and challenge my perspective on things. Um, yeah, it was a really good learning opportunity. So I really would like to have more opportunities like that in the future and bring that knowledge and bring what I learn back to my community and yeah, share with uh, people in my community, my family and friends. So yeah, I think I think that I think it's really important for me um, to take part in these activities more. And 
also people in my community to take part in these activities more. I feel like that would be um, really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on that topic of engaging more people from your community in spaces like these, what steps do you think need to be taken to do that? Um, hmm, I feel like I feel like Students on Ice does a really good job um, with like outreach and all that. Um, but yeah, like I guess just inspiring youth to to take part in these activities. Um, yeah, like in in school system, um, sharing like. I guess sharing the word, like when people, like people like me, like students and I, soul and I, um, go on these programs and uh, take part in these opportunities, like share that, um, share that knowledge with their friends and family, spread the word. Um, yeah, I think, I think just reaching out to young people um, is really important. And just, just spreading the word. Yeah. Yeah. How do you hope to share what you've learned from this experience forward? And who do you think you'll try and share it with? Um, I I hope I can share it with youth in my community. Um, maybe oh, I'd I'd like to share it through like social media. Um, I feel like I feel like that's a um, good way to reach out to young people today. Um, but yeah, I guess just going back and sharing my stories with family and friends. Um, I feel like that would be a good first step and kind of going back to topics that were brought up at the conference itself for our listeners I'd love Heidi if you could share some kind of key takeaways in terms of like topics or questions that you kind of left the conference having unanswered um some insights into the content I guess of all the different high level panel discussions that we were able to attend yeah, it was a, a great conference and I, I learned quite a bit from it. It's hard to condense it down into a couple of points, but I there were a couple of topics that I was quite interested in and would like to dive deeper into. I think one of them that really piqued my interest was integrating traditional and Indigenous knowledge with Western sciences. There was a wonderful panelist, an Alaska Native, who was talking about how artificial intelligence and machine learning can be used to improve Arctic research and how Indigenous knowledge can be incorporated into these kind of more Western science uh, aspects to really, in the end, benefit communities by, say, identifying places where you should put a marine protected area or a fishery or... Uh, what have you, whatever the community's interest is. Um, there are a couple other topics like green colonialism, green colonialism, sustainable finance, um, what Indigenous governance looks like within this area, especially when we are talking about development. Um, so it really was quite broad. There were a couple other questions that I I kind of wanted more answers to, and it kind of does lend itself to the to my interests earlier. Um, primarily, I was trying to think of what Indigenous inclusion within development should look like and how to repair that distrust between Indigenous communities and people like governments and corporations, especially when we are talking about development. 
And another question that was on my mind a lot and was brought up was how do we bridge the gap between people who live in the North and the Arctic and people in the South, especially in places like Canada and to a certain extent Norway, where we have big demographic, cultural, industry differences between people living in the North and living in the South. Yeah, those are some huge questions and I think really important to keep bringing up and asking and (laughs) seeing what people think um, in terms of solutions or ways forward because uh, questions like that that do come up in these big international spaces like often are left unanswered in those spaces. And so continuing to bring up those topics, I think is so important. Um, As an Inuk woman and a young professional at this conference in space, were there things that made you feel uncomfortable? Did you feel like there was enough indigenous representation there? Um, How do you think that could be improved moving forward? I do think there have been aims recently to improve inclusion and hearing voices, especially from Indigenous people. Even from our panel, um, our moderator noted that it was probably the first all-female, all-Indigenous panel, which was uh, wonderful to be a part of. I think within the space of reconciliation, and we, we talked to some Sami youth who shared their experiences as an Indigenous person within Norway. Um, there are a lot of things that we have to grapple with, with colonial histories and about kind of reparations and what it means to move forward alongside Indigenous peoples. And those conversations of what does the future look like? What does Indigenous sovereignty and self-determination look like? Those are quite difficult. Um, talking to other Indigenous youth, it was quite enlightening to see kind of the resilience within these communities and kind of the past that we have to take along when we're looking forward towards the future. Um, that does give me some hope, but there is still quite a few challenges in what it looks like within these policy spaces. Yeah, hugely. And uh, I know in Canada, we often think about Canada's Arctic or we call the Arctic something that we think of as just Canada. But through this experience, we were able to go and see at least a part of the European Arctic and uh, meet with some, like you said, Sami youth and members of the Sami parliament. And what was that experience like for you to engage in discussion with Sami youth and young leaders? And was there anything from those discussions that you'd like to share with our listeners today? One thing that I did kind of realize quite quickly is how much we were able to connect despite being from different countries, different continents passing a whole ocean and being able to have a conversation about reconciliation, about language revitalization, about what it means to be an Indigenous youth right now. Um, It was a good experience and I was able to quickly form a strong bond 
with these people who I, I had only known a couple hours before, I think from those conversations, it kind of clued me into the idea that we do need a lot of, or we should be looking for support from international Indigenous communities. And we should kind of move forward with the idea of Pan-Arctic solidarity and cooperation. I think that can, that idea has been posed for say states and countries operating on a political level, but I think we can also kind of integrate that as Indigenous youth right now. Yeah, that's a really good point and so important. Uh, that idea of collaboration despite political or geographical distance or the idea of connection across oceans, across borders. Um, yeah, a very important thing to keep thinking about it and work towards um, changing and, and improving. Um, Veronica, do you have any reflections on your experience interacting with some Sami youth or the parliament members, other indigenous participants at Arctic Frontiers? Do you feel like anything needs to change moving forward in these spaces to feel more comfortable or feel more engaged? Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting um, talking to the Sami youth that we met up with. Um, it would like Heidi said, it was really interesting how we, even though we're from different countries and different cultures, um, we could still connect on like a bunch of different things, and we could, um, yeah, we just had many similarities. Um, yeah, um, but I guess I feel like there could have been more representation. Um, like in the actual conference, um, it was the the panel that we were on was was good. Like it was the first. Um, it was like the only um, all indigenous all women panel that they had yet at the conference. But I still feel like um, there could have been more representation, like in like the rest of the conference. Um, but yeah, because like me, they're like from. In, the, in our emerging leaders program, there were like four of us who were indigenous. I think out of like thirty people, I'm, I might be wrong, but anyway, they, I feel like there could have been more indigenous representation, like in, the, in our program too. Um, but yeah, but I feel like the the four or five of us that there were, I feel like we all connected. Um, I feel like we all like got to know each other really well and became really close by the end of it, which was really nice. But yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear. And hopefully um, the organizers of the conference will listen to this podcast or something like that and be able to um, incorporate these things in, in decision-making spaces moving forward. Uh, just to kind of close things off today in our episode, I would love to ask if you have any advice for our listeners, young professionals out there trying to engage in these Arctic issues. I know the idea of trying to engage local communities, engage Indigenous communities in these discussions um, at these conferences, in these decision-making spaces has been brought up. Um, and so, yeah, do you have any advice for other young people trying to 
get to where you have gotten um, trying to make changes and have their voices be heard? Um, yeah, I can start. Um, so for me, I feel like um, I feel like it's important for young people, especially um, Indigenous youth. Um, I feel like it's important for them to just engage in as many things as possible, like just participate in whatever whatever they can, whatever they want to, um, and try to step out of their comfort zone. I guess that's a big one. Um, and yeah, because oftentimes they'll like, I guess. Like, well, for me personally, like I was thinking, even on this, um, this program, like going to Norway, like, you know, with people who I don't know, like, you don't know what it's going to be like. Um, I guess that was a big um, step for me. Um, but yeah, it turned out really good. And I'm really glad I went. So yeah, just stepping over your comfort zone and um, trying to connect um, with people with similar interests is also a big thing. Um, and yeah, just the willingness to learn new things and challenge your own perspectives I think I think that's really important too yeah and why do you even think young people would want to be in these spaces um I feel like I feel like young people have um a lot of a lot to offer they have a lot of knowledge to share and oftentimes like you'll see like older people in like these spaces like these conferences but even even though like young people are the ones with, I guess, the most passion in a way, um, like the young people, um, they're the ones who will be living in, in the, in, on earth, like in 50 years down the road. So like, it's important for young people to, um, yeah, um, speak for the future that they want. And yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's important. Yeah, really important. And why are you engaging in these opportunities? What What's your main motivation for taking a leadership role and trying to make a change? Um, I feel like I feel like being a young Inuk woman from Canada, just especially in Nunatsiavut, um, it's kind of small, <laughs> and there's often these like big conferences and big programs like there's not that much representation from Labrador from Seattle in particular so I feel like that's really important to represent my community represent my region um and yeah I want to I also want to engage in these um opportunities just to learn more for myself just to just to like grow as a person personally and professionally but also to um bring back what I learned for like young other young people and inspire them to um, also participate in these events. I think it's really important um, to have our voices heard and have our knowledge, like share our knowledge um, as young people. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you continue to lead in your community and, and share those messages that you're able to experience it internationally or even like regionally um, I think that's so important and yeah really grateful to have had you participate in this experience because you are very passionate and it's nice to have that cascading effect as well um, that I know you'll have and Heidi what about yourself do you have any advice for 
other young professionals trying to break into this space, people that have frustrations or ideas or are passionate about an issue, but just don't know how to engage in Arctic issues in a meaningful way. Yeah, I think as a youth within policy spaces, and especially as an Indigenous youth in policy spaces, there definitely are going to be some frustrations. Uh, I think the biggest thing to remember is that you belong there, regardless of your background, regardless of whether you think you're, oh, too young, you don't have enough experience, whether you don't come from the right community, you do belong there. And it's really important to take up space and have your voice heard. I think a big thing also is looking for connections because there's strength in community, especially when there's these big intimidating conferences with hundreds of people there or thousands of people there. It's important to, you know, have your people and find support in, in those people, especially when you confront difficult conversations or these frustrations. I'd say also to be open to new perspectives and come with an open mind. There's a lot of things that might challenge your perspectives. And one of the good things that I learned from a lot of the emerging leaders within our program was that a lot of them kind of highlighted that if you don't agree with me, make it known. If you want to challenge me, then do it because they're all about learning new things. And we shouldn't see disagreements as like the ending of a conversation, but the opening up of a new conversation. I'd say there's a lot to learn from others in the Arctic and you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know a lot of things going into this and I ended up with a lot of uh, new knowledge and a lot of things that I had to look up afterwards that I'm still looking up now. So I'd say that's my advice. That's huge. Thank you for sharing. I love how you brought up that you do belong and the idea of community being so important and being able to build that in spaces quickly. Um, yeah, and being able to engage in healthy conflict in these spaces as well and navigate that. That's a huge skill. And you don't really know what's going to happen until you engage in it. So, um, yeah really good points to have brought up and, and to share with our audience here. Um, and also so grateful to have had you, Heidi, uh, in this space, engaging with us at Emerging Leaders and Arctic Frontiers. I feel like you speak so eloquently and are able to get uh, concise messages across in a powerful way. And so, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing your voice, not only here today in this podcast, but also at the conference we were able to attend. That closes things off in today's episode. I am very excited to have connected with both of you, uh, amazing emerging leaders, and I uh, hope to continue to connect with you moving forward and follow your story. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and we will see you at the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Bridge, brought to you by the SOI Foundation. If you are interested in hearing more episodes of The Bridge, follow us here to get notified when we release new episodes, or check out our other content on soibridge.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on The Bridge.